This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Global Youth NZ on ORFM's Youth Zone. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'm Lily. And I'm Jayushka. Join us every Thursday afternoon as we explore the variety of cultures that call Dunedin home. Through interviews, conversation and music, we'll expand your knowledge of the world and expose you to new ideas from a youth perspective. That's Global Youth NZ, 4pm Thursdays on ORFM Dunedin. Podcasts available from the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. Good afternoon. It is now 4 p.m. and you're listening to Global Youth NZ on 105.4 FM. Yeah. With me in the studio is the wonderful <laughs> Jayushka. Kia ora, everyone. How are you doing? Yes, and uh, this is the first out of our two <laughs> holiday shows. Yes. So uh, for all of those uh, non-high school or you know non. School. school students yeah. we are now in the first week of um of the school holidays and i think that's something that we we are we're definitely looking forward to 100 yeah so what, <laughs> what have you been doing so you know today is thursday yeah um what have you been doing i went grocery shopping mm-hmm. <laughs> and i went into my favorite indian sh- sh- shop and had this bit of samosas oh yeah. gotta love it yeah and, yeah uh guess who just walked into the studio hello everyone how are we all today? <laughs> Great. How are you, Lily? Pretty good. Only running one minute late. Oh, oh yeah. that's all good. Honestly, well, you know, I was just saying it's actually a holiday show, so it's okay. We're just, you know, oh, just yeah. a little bit chillax. It's you know what I mean? Jaden started the show with good afternoon, and I was like, yeah, it actually feels like an afternoon. Because when you're at school, like, it doesn't it, count as your life. It does not feel like time exists when you're yes. at school. No. Like, I'm actually, like, existing as a human right now, which yeah. is awesome, very eh? nice. Yes. Anyway, well, we'll start off um, with some songs and we'll see you right after the break. Cool. Havana, Nana. Half of my heart is in Havana, Nana. He took me back to East Atlanta, Nana. Half of my heart is in Havana. There's something about his manners. Havana, Nana.
my name is Jane TJ and you're listening to Otago Access Radio. We go together, better than birds of a feather, you and me. We change the weather, yeah. I'm feeling heat in December when you found me. I've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars. I follow you through the dark, can't get enough. You're the medicine and the pain, the tattoo inside my brain. And maybe you know it's obvious. I'm a sucker for you. Tuned into the Youth Zone, 4 to 5 p.m. weekdays on Otago Access Radio. Easy come, easy go. That's just how you live. Oh, take, take, take it all, but you never give. Should've known you was trouble from the first kiss. Had your eyes wide open. Why were they open? Gave you all I had and you tossed it in the trash. You tossed it in the trash.
to make your own radio show? Youth Zone on Otago Access Radio is a unique chance to get your voice on the air for free. If you want more information, you can contact the station at 47161661 or email youthzone at or.org.nz. We wouldn't be seen dead here in the day. I guess you're lucky that it's dark now. If I like it, then we'll stay. Impress the Empress, take a shot now We got the glow in the mouth White teeth, teens are out White teeth, teens are out
on ORFM's Youth Zone. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'm Lily. And I'm Jayushka. Join us every Thursday afternoon as we explore the variety of cultures that call Dunedin home. Through interviews, conversation and music, we'll expand your knowledge of the world and expose you to new ideas from a youth perspective. That's Global Youth NZ, 4pm Thursdays on ORFM Dunedin. Podcasts available from the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. This is the Youth Zone on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. Kia ora everybody and welcome back to Global Youth NZ on 105.4 FM. This is uh, Jaden and in the studio with me is Lily and Jay. Hello everyone. Kia ora everyone. How's everyone doing? I'm having a good day. It's the good holidays day. for us. Our yes. first holiday show uh, this term. And we are very excited. I, I mean, for me, it's always a good day when I get to see you guys. So. <laughs> that's, that's really sweet. Thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> Same for you. Yes. We you. have um, a topic today. Yes. <laughs> um, our first topic for today is something that you may have already heard, um, you know, on the news or, you know, just around on social media. So basically, the New Zealand Māori Party um, is launching a petition to change the country's official name to Aotearoa. So uh, this is like just something that's recently come up, you know, and basically the party just wants all original Te Reo Māori place names. Um, so that's including like, instead of calling it like Dunedin, it would be like Otepoti, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I don't know the other ones, <laughs> but, you know, Dunedin, <laughs> um, to be officially restored um, across the country in the next next five years so into like from now through to 2026 so um yeah this is something that like it seems like a very simple kind of statement but obviously with everything you know there are like different sides of the of the spectrum Mm. of opinion you know like so i think some people are like yes this is great like this is a good way to like honor um our like ancestors and then um there are people on the fence which i think is a lot of people are kind of on the fence and they're like oh yeah like i guess you know and then there are people that are against it saying mm. that you know it's um you know I, people are saying a lot of things but yeah and kind of just like going into this we all are but like uh, we hadn't done a lot of research around this so we were kind of like you know let's kind of discuss the pros and cons of this yeah because i think the important thing here is that to be done it's not just the government making decision like to be done it has to have everyone's opinions and hmm. it has to be done in a fair way and 
everyone should have a, like has a um, right to voice their opinion on this and I feel like that's what we're going to do today so just yeah. voice some opinions and not necessarily like take a side or anything but just I guess the starting point to kind of look at is like there are concerns I think uh, from some political parties that would be like banning the word New Zealand or like not being able to say New Zealand whereas like now we're called New Zealand but you can still call it Aotearoa um, if we were called Aotearoa you would still be able to call the country New Zealand like mm-hmm. there, there's no like ban towards that so I don't I don't think it's like a restriction on anyone's like speech or anything um yeah yeah I think that uh you know like anything there's always a very controversial kind of element towards it you know what I mean um and this is actually something that it started to kind of spread around the world too like as in the news of this so actually there's uh, the Indian Express which is a Indian you know news page has actually talked about it and like the Guardian over in the UK so mm-hmm. like it's just like it's getting out there you know mm-hmm. um and I think that also like for me I'm so used to calling it New Zealand and I've never called it Aotearoa before not because like I don't want to it's just because you know growing up habit yeah habit you know just calling it New Zealand but um I think that there is quite a you know list of pros and cons you know I can can see a lot of arguments for it and yeah definitely on a very superficial level I'd love to see the world leaders like try and pronounce Aotearoa (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see it yes no um I think I think we have an obligation to like respect the fact that that was the original name of the country, the original people who are here, and we should honor that. I yes. Think. I think that, um, you know, there's so many, like, because this is such a historical thing, mm. it stems, like, super deep, you know, because, um, so the conflict um, that there is, um, so the term Aotearoa, so it is used inter- interchangeably with New Zealand, but um, there's also a debate that some people are saying that it only meant, the, it was only supposed to be referring to the North Island, and mm. it was only developed a few hundred years ago, um, you know, not straight away when the Maori settlers came here, and obviously, like, you know, know there's there's so many things because since this happened you know since the Maori settlers came and then the European settlers came like way before any of our times you know so like mm. there's there's just so much historical jargon you know I guess question so, yeah. for you guys do you see it like because recently we've been trying to integrate more Toreo in our schools mm-hmm. um and that's like slowly progressing um do you see it as kind of an extension of that of like an integration of Toreo in our language or like not as like kind of extra superficial thing um, I think, I feel like it would be like this kind of thing where like, you know, people, like the younger generation, especially if they saw like our name is Aotearoa, it definitely would push them to like be more engaged in like, mm. learning the language and stuff. So that would be really cool. But I feel like what is harmful, like the other people who say like, you know, it's a dead language or something like that. And I feel like, but you know it's already used like I know like for different Facebook pages and stuff like people don't use Dunedin people use Otipoti and like I feel mm. like it's already out there and being used by people who want to use it and um, I think this would just help like majority of people start using it more. yeah like a, a more like normalization integration kind mm. of situation yeah you know I um, I think that on the other hand uh, a lot of things are um they're just like super political you know what I mean and I think that on the Mm. other hand from whatever side of this argument you're on it's also probably a good idea to calm down a little bit because at the end of the day (laughs) at the end of the day like it's just a name you know what I mean so like whether Mm. it's called New Zealand whether it's called Aotearoa like you know we are still just one nation you know what I mean Mm. Um, and I think that if you get butthurt because you know um, our name officially gets changed 
or if you get butt hurt because it doesn't, you know, then you just kind of need to like just take a but step I back. I don't think this is kind like of, you know, trying to divide the nation in these terms. No. I feel, I mean, I don't even like have heard like many conversations like around youth our age about this. I feel like it's it's just kind of thing where like. I feel like it's not such a contentious issue for us younger people. I feel like the drama is coming from the older people, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the ones who kind of care. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, it's not really who cares. It's kind of like, I feel like in it, it's not dividing. It's actually bringing us together that we've been able to make this, like, put mm. it out there. Like, hey, what if we change it? You know? Yeah, I want to add on to that. It's not that the older people care more. I feel like there is a group of... Um, how do, I, how do I say this? People who are resistant to change, as always, like, you know, um, you've got a tradition, you've got an old way, and you like to stick to that. Um, but really kind of consider, like, how much it affects your day-to-day life and how much of, like, a positive impact it would be, like, kind of integrating the language. I'm not sure, like, how much does it actually affect you if you are someone grumpy and old? <laughs> that doesn't, like... I'm not, so not saying that, you know... We love everyone and everyone's opinions, but... Well, I think this is just really difficult, and I feel like mm. having this referendum would be good to see what, you know, what the general population wants. Like, do we do we get a say? We don't get a say in this, do we? I don't think we're old enough to vote. No, we are not told enough. Mm. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> Once we turn 18, then so yes. I'm I... so excited to get to vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am too, actually. Yeah, because, mm. like, it is issues like this that really, like you know helps you understand where, like where your values are and what your morals are and yeah so. i guess we just want to like open like an open discussion and not have people get really upset by yes, ideas of like change or like you know just kind of talk about positives and negatives around it yeah surely we just call ourselves like laser kiwi you know because okay you remember that <laughs> okay guys flash flashback to a couple <laughs> years okay if you do not get why i said laser kiwi um lazy ki- <laughs> laser kiwi country eh? um so we had a flag Almost had a flag referendum. Well, I think we did, and we, the referendum said no, don't change it. Oh yeah, so yeah. no, we had a, sorry, we had a referendum and almost had a flag change, mm-hmm. and it didn't get changed also because it was seven million dollars. But <laughs> um, you know, there were a whole bunch of options, um, you know, and a lot of you know, that's a whole different debate on why people wanted to. A lot of it was just because of the Union Jack and people saying we're not under British rule in, anymore. Um, but anyway, so it was thinned down to about four options. Um, and they were pretty cool, you know, I, I quite like them, you know. But there was one option that didn't make the cut necessarily, but it was, it was probably the most popular option for the whole of New Zealand. And, okay, for me, I you know, it was being... like top 50 or something. Like it about, got into it. Oh, it did, yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure in all of our hearts, it was number one. I mean, talk about being butthurt, but... <laughs> no, we, I am. No, everyone, you got to go Google the Laser Kiwi New Zealand flag. Um, it's to describe it to you. It's just like a black background. It's like a clip art drawing, of yes. like a kiwi with green laser eyes and the fern in the background. And the fern in the background. Yeah. So if you honestly, if you That's just, if you just yeah, if you just search it's up gorgeous. laser kiwi flag or laser kiwi, it'll probably come up as the first option. And you know, honestly, I think. <laughs> Wait, what was the backstory to this? Like, I just no, because anyone could submit a flag. I remember in like primary school, we all drew flags and submitted them. Yes. Obviously, they didn't get through. Heartbroken. I remember oh, that too. Yeah, I think someone just like made it in like clip and just no, and like, no but um, like did people vote for like every single flag or did they like choose I think ones? there was like an online voting like scheme that narrowed them down and then it was like a proper vote but um 
I actually, <laughs> I was somewhere overseas. I think it might have been like Singapore or somewhere. And I saw a guy with the shirt with the laser kiwi oh, on. Oh, that's so good. And I thought like, you are my best friend at this yeah, moment. You are my best friend. <laughs> yeah, yes. kiwis, let's go. And if you want to know the official name, it was called Fire the Laser, spelt L-A-Z-A-R, with the exclamation mark at the end, <laughs> designed by James Gray from Auckland. So, Do we um, know how old James Gray was? Do we have an age? James. I'm not sure, but you know, he was probably. I feel like he wasn't a boomer. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel, I feel like, like he was like at least a millennial. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's something a little bit. You know, honestly, like as as you know, someone who um you know has lived in other countries before and like being from a multicultural background, you know, like I see all these other cultures and then I always compare it to New Zealand culture and I'd say Kiwis are like the most laid back <laughs> the most laid back bunch of, of, of people ever you know and like even when our country has like the most controversial political things you know everyone's still just like so laid back compared to other countries which I'm not going to name but <laughs> America well, can, it's nah. interesting because I can out of all the countries in the world I think only New Zealand could actually pull off laser kiwi yeah oh 100% yeah <laughs> no but kind of just going back to like the name change um to loop back to that like it's always good to have an open discussion just like don't be uh too upset about it and too upset about the idea of change yes. yeah I think and, is I, our stance. and i feel like with new zealand like we are quite a like a gutsy country and i feel like we've like been the first to do a lot of things like yeah, you know like women's, women's vote, to, vote. Yeah, yeah there we exactly, go you know and i feel like so this would just be another thing that we're like the first at and i yeah. feel hmm. you know there's like another benefit jane didn't mention is like we'd be like at, like above Australia and like alphabetical. Oh yes, yes. the alphabetical order. I didn't thought of that. Yes. Oh no. So, Honestly, so. like like we said, there's a lot of pros and cons. <laughs> this is one of the very great pros. This is significant. Yes. No, and I think the uh, of course the number one significance is the fact we are appreciating our Maori heritage and our Maori culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we love seeing and it. our ancestors. But then like <laughs> you know, being ahead of Australia when you're online nice. shopping. Woo. Just don't have to scroll that far, huh? Yeah, be at the top of the list. Exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Anyway, shall we head to a song break?
Otago Access Radio, online and on demand at oar.org.nz. Baby 
Have you liked Otago Access Radio on Facebook yet? Go to facebook.com slash Otago Access Radio to keep up with what is happening at the station. Cause insecurity told me you don't love me All it takes is a girl above me On your timeline to make me nothing This is me Jelly, jelly, jelly on a plate Sunny side up, I got egg on my face Waist train of all a tinier waist But I can't help it if I like the way food tastes hey, This is me videos, gig guides and live streaming radio made right here in Dunedin just for you. Get it now from yznz.app or the Google Play Store thanks to Chorus and the Gig City Digital Community Trust. Global Youth NZ on ORFM's Youth Zone. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'm Lily. And I'm Jayushka. Join us every Thursday afternoon as we explore the variety of cultures that call Dunedin home. Through interviews, conversation and music, we'll expand your knowledge of the world and expose you to new ideas from a youth perspective. That's Global Youth NZ, 4pm Thursdays on ORFM Dunedin. Podcasts available from the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. Hello everyone and welcome back to Global Youth NZ. Today, uh, 
I'm very excited. We have a much lighter topic um, than our one before, and that is the wonderful Netflix show Squid Game. Oh my gosh, I love Squid Game. Squid Game has been going absolutely viral. For a bit of context... uh, No, this is beyond viral. Beyond viral. I think it's the number one top-grossing show on Netflix. Like, Like, worldwide. I can say that if I go onto my Instagram explore page right now, I will actually see something okay the wi-fi is, is i took a screenshot yesterday see and look I had two <laughs> things here there's two things <laughs> okay, okay guys let's explain okay before we get ahead of ourselves Gee, look at that. before we get ahead of ourselves uh it's a korean show um and i think there's like an english dub as well but yeah. like it's predominantly in korean language uh and it is about oh wow it's about the show basically there's people who are very very much in debt like yeah. so far in debt that their life is not worth living uh and basically they get to go into a show for like enough money to cure all their problems financially uh and the the, the catch is i guess they like they die if they don't they get killed yeah. and, so and, if and they get eliminated from the game they get shot you know, but they don't get told this before yes. they get into the game all they all they say is that you get eliminated and they actually don't know even know where they are because they were like guests on the way there yeah but yeah. here's okay here's the catch right and this is what makes it so fascinating as a show for me is that they go through this first episode half of them get shot right um because they get eliminated and then they vote all to go home correct uh, and then they all choose to come back apart from like 10 apart from like 10 because yes. they are so far financially in debt they're so financially screwed over that being killed in like a private island basically being hunted by rich people for sport is better than like their lives back yeah, at home that's like, crazy to they think are hey. so full of debt and like it's, it's really it's like similar as parasite um you know that uh korean movie that won gold uh one of those movie awards I think started 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, basically a discussion around like financial situations, poverty, extreme de- extreme wealth, like class divide. Oh, you guys, my favorite stuff. And then also the actors, we love them. Saviak, I love you. <laughs> yes. I love her so much. Um, you know, so for me, like, cause I'm oops, just turning up my volume, my, my headphone volume, guys. I'm really invested into Here's this into this topic. Um, you know, being like Vietnamese, right in Vietnam, you know, and in all of the uh, Asian countries, whenever there's a K-drama, it's always super popular in South Korea and in all the Asian surrounding countries. Some mm. shows are like a little bit popular for some Westerners. Like One Class. Yeah, you? or like um, Crash Landing on You and yeah. like stuff like that, but not really, you know what I mean? But this, um, you know, actually it's on track to being like the most popular series slash show that Netflix has ever had. I think it is officially now. Oh, is I it? I think. Wow. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But and like it's interesting, right? Because there is like a little small subculture in like the Western of like um, Western culture of really hardcore K drama fans. Um, but a lot of people now are like watching the show once and kind of like claiming that entire like culture is like they're a fan of and. Yes. I'm not yeah, articulating and, and, myself very well. And yet. I heard this like absurd thing. People were like, it's not a K-drama because um, I watched it in English or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quintessentially Korean. Like the shows, uh, the games they play on this show, um, the Squid Game, they're like Korean children's games. Yes. Yeah. Like it is like the most Korean like representation. Yes. And I, I think that like, you know, one quote from the movie director that I, I really, that really resonated with me is that once, so this is the quote, so quote, once you get over the one inch barrier of subtitles, you yes. get introduced to a whole new world of movies. Um, and I'm not sure if that was like that's word for word. That's the director of Parasite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what he, okay, yeah. yes. And um, I think that that's just a wonderful quote because it's so true, you know. So I, Okay, whenever I watch a foreign movie, because I do watch a few, like I watch a few Chinese movies and stuff, like I don't 
like even though I may not understand it fully, I always like to listen to it in the original language yes. and look at the subtitles. But you know, for me, for <laughs> okay, so I love going on like Netflix marathons. You know, for every English movie that I watch, which is what I usually watch, I I still need subtitles. Same. So like I can't actually watch English. <laughs> like I can't watch Western movies without subtitles because I'll just be like, what are they saying? No, I really <laughs> enjoy watching Korean shows, and like for a while, I watched a lot of like Chinese shows as well. I don't know. Um, but like it's literally I like I need subtitles now even for English but like seriously the quote is true once you get over the fact that you need to read subtitles to understand it like you are open to an entire new world yes. of like television definitely and I think that Squid, Squid Game was just very well done and I think actually the, the message behind it also was really well done you know talking about how you know when you get into that debt like you were saying mm. you know like how everyone left the game you know but and then, then the majority chose to come, to come back. back you know and i think that actually you know getting a little philosophical here you know <laughs> but like just saying like actually you know the idea of debt itself you know is actually such an important thing to learn you know especially like for our generation you know you know this also ties back to a lot of things like when uh, we were talking about your topic Jay about fast fashion and stuff like that you know how all of us are just so quick to like spend money on all these kind of things you know mm-hmm. but actually there is some dire and consequences you know if we're not careful we did actually touched on this uh, in our fast fashion episode those like after pay after pay yeah. that's the word yeah. where you it's like so yes. easy to kind of rack up a debt um and then i was kind of like eye-opening honestly watch squid and, game and just and i feel like it's the kind of thing where like you know if you've never been in debt like it's fine like you, you're so like afraid of crossing that barrier but maybe it, i mean i'm not a person who has this experience but like you know maybe as soon as you cross the barrier it's like it's dead like so what kind of thing and like maybe people are more like yeah i can do more i can do more and that's yeah. kind of what leads you to this kind and of position you know many many companies like like afterpay or like like all those kind of money loaning companies you know like it seems like it works for us when we don't have money you know we're like okay we can pay for this later but actually they're the ones that are getting the profit you know and they have a bottom line that's designed to get them a profit yes not exactly you. and i think that um you know one rule that i've heard before is that don't buy something like when they're talking about making a big bigger financial decision like buying a phone or buying like a computer or something like don't buy it unless you can buy it twice oh that was my thing from last show yes <laughs> yes see it's, it's still in here it's yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of it too. (laughs) Yes. It's honestly, it stuck with me. And obviously like things like, I think, you know, maybe if you're buying a house, then obviously home loans and stuff and mortgages and stuff like that's pretty normal. But I think that like, if you're going to buy a phone, if you're going to buy a car, you know, you need to try your best not to pay it on like interest, you know, because Mm. the moment you do, it's not, it's not yours, you know, like you're, you're, you're still like bound by the company or bound by the person, you know? So I think that it's, yeah, like I think that, one thing that makes Squid Game something like there's like a realness element to it, you know, because the thing is, is that I think it actually does portray the human characteristics very well. Oh, that, it does. You know, people will do anything to get ahead in life, you know, especially like for example, um, there was one of the characters and I forgot her name, okay, but she was the one that was playing the game with, with with Sabia. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And um, she, I think she, she's Jiyeon, I think. Yes. I and think. she said that um you know there's no point in me going back to the real world because if i went there you know like there was there's nothing there's nothing for me yeah there's nothing for me anyway and i think that um because like if you're in that kind of state of debt and like you feel like you don't have anywhere to go then actually just like forgetting everything you know and just like fighting for yourself is something they'll kick in Yeah, yeah it's interesting because um not to spoil it but obviously like once it gets down to like the few um 
like remaining people in Squid Game. Like I think they can win on the basis of having a group of people and splitting the money, but they are so desperate to get that money that they actively become murderous. Like they start killing each other, not even within so the bounds. So like, you know what you're trying like to say is like it's kind of like screwed them out. Kind of. <laughs> so actually, the, this overwhelming debt, the fact that the like the real world is so hard for them, it's better than being dead. It's better than no like. Being dead is better than like living yeah. in the world with dead, and they actively start to kill each other. They actively it's like, crazy. It's and the way they've um, portrayed like human characteristics and human flaws. Like all of the characters are so well rounded because they've got like positive sides, but their positive sides are also their negatives. Like, um, whoa, I know. Oh, okay. I just I'm sorry, I forget his name, but um, the one that uh, went to the big business university and he had tons of loans. Oh, oh that guy. Yeah. So and Sung, yeah, Sung Woo, Woo, I think. Bro, that- Yes. Okay, not going to spoil anything, okay? He's just, I don't like that guy. <laughs> Neither. All I'm going to say, he's really motivated, right? Like, he goes to a business school. He's really, really passionate about what he does. And then in the end, as his character starts dissolving, that motivation dissolving. turns... <laughs> like, literally, that motivation turns into, like, a motivation to kill. <clears throat> it's not spoiling anything, but... <clears throat> no. Yes. But, and, you know, and I feel like in the end, like, even if you do win, you don't actually win because you're, yes. you're left with nothing, you know? Yes. How much? Yes. And I think it's just that big message that everyone knows: like money can't buy you happiness. <laughs> and literally, the okay, we won't spoil the ending. Um, yes. the ending is is quite the sad. The ending is is emotion. I will say, okay, if you we highly highly recommend the show, but it is like one of the most emotionally taxing things. I've, oh, it I've is ever very watched. emotionally taxing. And like, first of all, it's really really gory. So if you can't handle any like blood or that stuff, don't watch it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jay's saying that's me. <laughs> but also, like in terms of like a financial level, in terms of a societal level, like if that stuff really hits hard and it does it's designed to hit you so mm. hard like if a few days I mean, that's I what makes talk. it successful right yeah, yeah if it just kind of touched around those you know themes and didn't actually yeah, show it you it does not skirt around the themes no. yeah like no. I said it's like the the realism aspect of it I think is also like like you said it's a it's a thing that made it successful it's mm. like one of the driving factors you know and the thing is like living in debt will make you go to that extreme you know and like it may not be that you end up in a game where you have to like where it's like battle royale you know but like like Hunger Games yeah but you will do things that you know will push your limits and I think that you know it's it's unfortunate especially in third world countries you know where where people are born into debt you know like um, that's just how it is you know like it's my heart pains so much whenever I'm in like Asian countries and I see that but then also if you're irresponsible with your own finances then you actually put yourself in that situation then yeah Mm, and what i want to say is like obviously there's no situation where you're taken to a private island uh like against your will almost and like made (laughs) to kill other people however this show feels so real like the issues and the flaws and the human characteristics and the discussion of the human psyche is so intense and so personal like it hits home more than like anything else i've ever watched even in the first episode like you know you're exposed to their like background and you know who who are the people back at Mm. home for them and you know it is real you know they're Ah, these are real people, like characters, you know, that do exist in the real world. And yeah, I feel like yeah, it's a really and the, good dis- depiction. And, and did you guys know that it was like written like ten years ago? Like, yeah. yeah. And like, let me tell you, the director actually had to sell his laptop like in two thousand eight or something, like while he was writing the script because he was in so much financial trouble. Like, oh, it, so it was like kind it of comes like from a personal, a personal place. Yeah. And I will say, it's like it's so bizarre. Like the place they're taken to it has like all these colorful walls and it's like a colorful maze and like the blue Danube is playing like this classical hardcore music. Oh, I can't listen to that now anymore. <laughs> it's, it's it's the one that goes da da da. Da, da, da. Yeah. Da, da. 
Yeah, I can't listen to it anymore without thinking of Squid Game. Yeah, but it's like it's so shocking because it also puts in like this great contrast of like this insane, like bizarre world the rich people live that is so detached, and they can just like make a world because it's like run by these like rich patrons or whatever. Compared to like the real world, the gritty streets, and that like kind of almost visual. Yeah, I, I saw someone like you know, put like a black and white house, which is like it's called it the plot, and then like a really colorful house right next to it, the aesthetic. Of yeah, the show. it's like <laughs> a crazy disorienting thing. It's like imagine mm. if you analyze like the Hunger Games, you know, the capital, and where everyone is just wearing these crazy oh, clothes and crazy oh. clothes, and it's like so detached yeah. and bizarre actually, and um, creepy. There's actually similarities between this you know, and the Hunger Games too. Yeah, because it's Definitely. true. Like they are like just killing each other like for <laughs> um you know so that their their district will have like some more food and, and yeah. money and stuff so it's crazy you know i think that like you know basically like living beyond your means you know getting in debt and stuff i think it's also something that should be taught at school not just mm. through taking subjects like accounting mm. and economics you know but because like i think that life skills you know they are just like super important you know and i think that you know even though parents ought to teach their kids about that and like i'm so grateful that my parents you know taught me about finances from a young age you know but not everyone gets that opportunity and if mm. they don't know that then especially when students get their student allowance you know 200 some dollars a week and they don't know how to manage that you know because you don't need to pay that back i, I don't want to you know? say so though, it's just like yeah the a massive issue with that is like it is a personal responsibility thing but it's also about the system the system is inherently flawed like and i guess that's kind of the large message um that they're like hammering home like you've got the the class division between like the really really rich people and like the really 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 poor people mm. and like it's it's a lot go watch yes. squid game yes and just go watch it i love saviok I really hope that you know we can we can see like a rising middle class especially in underdeveloped countries you know and I think that um obviously in a (laughs) in in an ideal world we are all equal but because of human characteristics and greed you know it's something that is sometimes very highly unachievable but I think that you know when you know we just come together and try to think of others you know and also be responsible ourselves and it's something that we can get closer to yeah and just quickly i recently heard something in the news about how all these like rich people are like like they're like buying offshore companies and then like these offshore companies own like like luxury villas and things so it's like another way they can like hide their Mm. what's it called network network Network. it's called pandora papers or something oh yes oh we we can actually talk about that one next week next week (laughs) Um, we are wrapping up our show today thank you very much for listening at the start of the show uh we talked about the name change from aotearoa to new zealand or the other way around sorry uh (laughs) and then in the second half of the show we talked about the wonderful squid game and why you should absolutely watch it and how it will change your life even though it's incredibly emotionally taxing it is eh? it's a lot to process but we highly recommend it um and i hope you have a good second week of the holidays Yeah. If you're in holidays. We've been Global Youth NZ. You're listening to 105.4 FM and we'll see you next Thursday, 4 o'clock. Bye-bye. Bye. Global Youth NZ on ORFM's Youth Zone. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'm Lily. And I'm Jayushka. Join us every Thursday afternoon as we explore the variety of cultures that call Dunedin home. Through interviews, conversation and music, we'll expand your knowledge of the world and expose you to new ideas from a youth perspective. That's Global Youth NZ, 4pm Thursdays on ORFM Dunedin. Podcasts available from the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.